Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host... Tim Nidell. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And let me just tell you, today's interview, it's an amazing one. So, before Hugh Jackman donned the adamantium claws in the X-Men and Wolverine movies, one man defined who Wolverine was. And that man was Cal Dodd, who was the voice of Wolverine in the 90s X-Men animated series. I know what you're thinking, punk. Question is, can I get Wolverine before he turns me into shish kebab with those claws? Grumbub, seeing as how these claws are adamantium, the strongest metal known, and can slice through vanadium steel like a hot knife through butter, buddy. You gotta ask yourself, do I feel lucky? I don't know about you guys, but I was 100% obsessed with this cartoon growing up. I taped every single episode on VHS and watched every episode over and over and over again. I even collected the comics that went along with the episodes and read those after each episode was over. And Wolverine was tied for my favorite character on the show, tied with Gambit, who was voiced by Chris Potter, who was on our podcast last summer. So if you didn't check that one out, please do. It's an amazing interview. But like I was saying, Wolverine was tied for my favorite character, and I know for a fact that's because Cal was the voice of Wolverine. He gave him that cool factor, that amazing, amazing voice that we hear on the cartoon. Of course, make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Check out our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. All of those links are on the website. And also, please check out our Patreon campaign, because podcasting is not cheap. And if you like what you hear and you want to help us out financially, you can do that through our Patreon. You can either give a one lump sum or a monthly small donation to help us out. Again, the website is SaturdayMorningRewind.com. But here is my interview with Cal Dodd. Before you actually voiced Wolverine for the animated series, I saw that you were actually a singer. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. For uh, many years. Well, I was a singer all my life. That's I mean, I mean, that's the love. That's the love in my, in my body is is singing. Always has been, and I'm really good at it. <laughs> and I was the top the top jingle session singer in Canada for. Uh, well, I still am. I'm still there, but there's not much singing yeah. these days, uh, jingle wise and stuff like that. But I was doing. I used to do three three a day, wow, every, every day. And, you know, whether it was group sing or solo, I mean, I was like the top solo guy and I would fly to New York, fly to Chicago. Uh, you know, most of it was in Toronto. But, you know, it was every day. We worked every day for 20 years. I was playing around on your website the other night and listening to a lot of the songs that were on there. And my God, that is an amazing voice there. Oh, did you go to the to my website? Yeah. Yeah. The Cal Dodd one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good. How did you like that? It's great. Yeah, it, it moves around very well. I loved all the little audio clips and some of the video clips, and it was a nice website. Yeah, all good. Because it's the first we've ever attempted, so 
and you know, I didn't. This is all new to me. Of course, yeah. again, Donna did all that with a, some young kid, what twenty years of age or something, from a university around <laughs> here, and he did a great job. So all those commercials, like you know, they're all me, and everything that's on there, every voice, including if you hear harmonies and backgrounds, that's all me as well. Like you know, doing all the tracks. Would you mind if during this interview, if I would just splice in maybe like ten seconds of that audio so people can hear it? No, no, sure, sure. My, my favorite commercial is the. Uh, well, I know it's on there, but um, for most in Canadian beer, start twisting that beer cap. It's too hot under this collar. Anyway, you listen to him play whatever you want. Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. You want a waffle? It's late at night. I did not know this other side to Wolverine here that he was a remarkable singer. Well, I, well, this is what confused me too. What I find very interesting is that Hugh, um, uh, he blew me like not blew me away because it would take a lot to do that when it comes to singing for someone to blow me away. Mm-hmm. But I, I was surprised when he was like a song and dance guy. I know, I know. Like, I, no, it really <laughs> me off actually. Like, not. <laughs> me off. Like, what, what, what is he doing? You, you Wolverine, not shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know, the dancing with the girls and twirling around and stuff. Or something. Stop doing that. You stop that right now. Oh, that's <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> but but he's a singer, too, and I find that just really odd that the two the two Wolverine guys that played him I know. are singers. Yeah, that's it's quite a remarkable coincidence there. I know. It just hit me like a couple of days ago. Like When I saw him on TV, though, like, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, whatever, I went like, no, no, no. No, no, he's not going to. And then he started singing a dance. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? Oh, geez, stop it. Anyway. So listening to you right it's, now, I'm hearing an accent. Where are you originally from? Hearing an accent? You mm-hmm. shouldn't be hearing any in Canada. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I was born in Dublin, but you can't be getting any Irish thing. I hear a little bit of it, yes. Uh, wow. That's funny. They said yesterday, because I had a five-hour session yesterday doing a... Uh, for Canadian films, doing a, doing um oh what's his name oh Alec an Alec Baldwinish Reed okay and it turned me and I I said to them and I wore my Wolverine jacket and they all just freaked out when I walked in they were like <laughs> holy shit. I love that jacket you know anyway and and so because Baldwin a lot of times this gravel in the bottom end of his voice that you know I don't know if you saw the movie The Tannenbaums mm-hmm. he does the intro to that like uh, Royo was born to da 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 and, you know, he has that gravelly thing at the bottom sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I did five hours of that <clears throat> yesterday, so I'm a bit hoarse. So they said, in the thing, they said, okay, we're getting, we're picking up a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of Irish accent. I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> I mean, no, I was born in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. And my sister was born there. My other brother and two brothers were born back here in Canada. Wow. Or over here in Canada. But there would be no accent for me, like, you know, to, other than listening to my mom and, and naturally doing an Irish accent. Whenever it's whenever it's appropriate, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there's no no lack of swear words with any Irish people at all. Oh yeah, that's so true. I'm actually mostly <laughs> Irish myself, so yeah, I I get it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. How did you become Wolverine? How did you go from being a singer to voicing Wolverine? Well, 
and that was the question I asked too, because I didn't. If you're in voice work, you need an you need an agent to get to get you work because you don't you know. And I I was not in voice work. I was a singer, and I just happened to do uh, a singer thing like like a sergeant, um, and it was like um, Chrysler cars or trucks or something. And I was the sergeant, so I had to say like sing, say who's got all the four by fours, you know. And the guys, the rest of the guys, are saying Chrysler got the four by fours mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. off would be me, you know, that kind of. <laughs> And um, they, she, this girl, they were casting for for the last person that they cast was Wolverine. They were just having a problem. They, no one was happy. And all the guys were in there, like Joe Calamari from New York, Sydney, I want her from uh, L.A., and our voice director, Dan Hennessy. And I didn't know any of these people, even the voice. And the, the woman that called me, <coughs> excuse me, Tim, said, uh, would you like Cal? Would you like to? Because uh, I did. I had never done voiceovers. Like, but this is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. This is why the guy that wrote the book, Eric and Julia Lewald, the book's now complete and stuff, said that this was so magical the way this whole show came and came about, because the people just sort of fell into place. And he said it was just the cast was perfect for everyone, and, and it just everyone was so happy and it just worked so perfectly. So I, you know, I and I was an unknown to these people because you know singers don't see voiceover people because we do the singing and then the voiceover guy comes in when we're all done yes. and does his voiceover or vice versa. So we would never see those guys. So uh, I go in to, to, to the audition and I go in the booth with the headset on and Dan comes in and says, okay, here's the deal. He says, well, so who is this guy? What, what is, what is Wolverine? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> and he said, oh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's called the X-Men and it's a, an animated series. I said, oh, okay. Um, and he said, and so he, he tried to describe me. He said, here's a picture of him. I said, oh, I said, that's cute. And he <laughs> said, he said, he said, I said, well, so what, what? He said, well, it's just, a, he's very intense. And uh, he, he told me about his adamantium cause and then it can't be, he's, he's healing and stuff. And he said, so I said, what, well, who do you hear? He said, well, he started mentioning names like Steve McQueen. So Ward Bond was another name he gave me. And then, of course, he said Clint Eastwood. And I said, okay. Uh, and uh, so I I didn't know what to do. So then he gave me the script. And I just went back to it. Like, I was brought up in a pretty tough little town in um, Lake Erie in Ontario in Port Dover here, uh, you know, in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And you know, I heard these part of the... The read that they gave me to read was like, I, this is like water off a duck's back. And I could just picture the dude saying this, you know, in, in my little town, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I put a bit of Wolfman Jack. Uh-huh. Do you remember Wolfman I, Jack? I do, yes, yes. Yeah, baby. I am the Wolfman. <laughs> I put a bit of him in with Clint Eastwood and came up with this thing. And, you know, the, the first thing that I read to them was like, um, whatever, I, I guess it must have been too... Sabertooth, and it was like um, you, you, you always like picking on people smaller than you. Well, I'm smaller than you. Pick on me, pal. That that thing. Love it. And I looked in the control room, and they all were standing up. They all just stood up and threw their heads <laughs> in the air. Just like, fuck me. We got them. That it was like they were so relieved. They just went like, holy. Shit. And they said they kept bringing me out more scripts. Read this. Go, go read that. Read that stuff. And I did. It was just you know, it was like Mister Mister tough guy. Okay, pal. You want you would like pick on people smaller than you? I got an idea. I'm smaller than you. Pick on me. You know, loving to protect people that are, you know, being taken advantage of and stuff. Just naturally, in my own life, it was like this was an easy thing for me to read. But they just went ape, and they said, perfect. 
so I went home, and then the next night they called me and said, "You have," and that, this was without an agent. So, wow! So, so you know, when it when it came to doing the first, so and then we we had to go. We went to to meet the into the studio to record in a real studio thing, and we were. I I spent I'm going to say five to six hours just going over Wolverine's voice and where, what I was going to do with him, and 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 how was he going to sound when he wasn't angry. And like you know, how would he how would he talk when he was just talking to the professor? Like the scene where he's going to leave the X Men, <clears throat> where he, you know he almost he almost hurt um, uh, Jubilee or something when he split the car up in half or something. You know, and he just he was just talking normal, and then he almost started crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were for five or six hours, and then it was done. They said, "It's a go. Let's go." <laughs> and it was weird because I didn't know any of the other guys and they're all voice workers that were famous for doing voiceovers and stuff. And they're all good friends now, but I walked in, they're like, well, who, 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 who's this guy? <laughs> so uh, right away being just like Wolverine, I was on the outside. That's true. And, and, and a loner and just like, okay, well, you don't like me. Tough. <laughs> and that, that's what he would say. He would just say, well, I, I go where I want to go. You know, you go where you want to go. Okay, pal. That's the way it is. You said you made friends Go with ahead. them over the years. Are you still in communication with some of your past, you know, ex oh, yeah. X Men? Oh yeah, Norm. I see all the time. He was <laughs> he was Cyclops, and I just hated him. I mean, I mean the character. Yeah. And, and I <laughs> and we would we would be we were, you get, because you're in after you finish your own part, if there's like extra characters that that just makes one appearance in this, you know, you get an extra read. So you get an extra part and you get like another $500 or something, you mm-hmm. know, for doing one line of somebody else. Yeah. Well, there was one, I don't remember the episode. I'm trying to find it. Um, um, where they're in a bar and playing pool. And one of the guys that's playing pool, then Wolverine, of course, ends up pinning up against the wall. Yes. I remember that episode. <laughs> they, yes. They, they figured, they figured had to sound like Jack Nicholson. Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, and they said, "Does anyone do Jack Nichols? Yeah, Jack." And so Norm, of course, Cyclops puts his hand up, and I looked at him and said, "Really? You think you do?" So, <laughs> so he, he starts. He does his read. It's as, as you know at the line. I said, and I said, "Excuse me, can I can I just give that a whirl?" <laughs> I'm standing right beside Norm, and I don't know what the line was. It's like, whatever it takes. Is this as good as it gets? And whatever the guy said, and it was uh-huh. a perfect Jack. And Norm just looked at me and said. You <laughs> <laughs> You I said, thank you very much. You made my day, Norm. But anyway, that, that was wonderful fun in the sessions because they were great guys. But again, I was like the singer in there invading their territory. But you were the, was a riot. You were the singer playing the bad of the show, so it had to have been amazing. Oh, it was. It was astounding. And we didn't know at that point. The, the rest of the cast didn't know. We were, we were totally unfamiliar with the X-Men. Beast, you know, and uh, Gambit and um, Rogue, they were all just flying by the seat of our pants, but they were all so good that Rogue had an incredible voice. I just loved listening to her talk. Oh, I know, seriously. She had, she had that she had that great gravel in her voice uh, that I loved, and, and um, Gambit was great with the French Canadian accent. Uh, you know, share everyone shared whatever from the Louisiana mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he was fantastic. So they were all really, really good. And Ben Beast was fantastic. Uh, George Booza. And they were just all wonderful people. I see them all. I see George, like Beast, and uh, Cyclops all the time. I don't see uh, much of um, Gambit because he's, uh, he's, he's more into TV. He's got a steady yes, TV yes. gig. So he, uh, him I don't see, uh, well, obviously, 
Um, and uh, who else? The girls, so I don't see any of them either. Uh, every now and then I see um, Jubilee. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. He was a sweetheart, too. So, But the, the, that's another amazing thing because all the talent, and these people were from New York and L.A., and I, I must have been a money thing, but all the talent was Canadian. Yeah, I, I know. Another, one I, another thing I found very weird, and I did a podcast two, day, two nights ago, my first ever, to, and they were in Liverpool, and it was like being interviewed by the Beatles. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> and they were freaking out. Tim Bader is like freaking out. Because this was, I said, this is the very first thing worldwide that I've ever done talking about Wolverine. Wow. I said, I've just sort of, I've just sort of hidden myself and stayed back away from it. I said, but now it's gotten so big that I can't ignore this any longer. And it's, you know, and I missed, I missed doing him so much. You know, five years of, of it's like I lost my arm when when the show was over. See, and here I thought I was going to be the first podcast interview. Well, you're the you're the second. <laughs> well, this, yeah, but this this was a visual thing, and it was just weird. And that was well, it's crazy. So I, you know, they freaked out. Said just, and they are what the hell are they called? They're in the UK, something UK nerds, super nerds, super nerds UK. Hmm. Anyway, so um, it was weird doing that especially with a, a visual yeah yeah that would be so strange I, I, I usually don't like that <laughs> but i just threw caution to the wind and said oh, what the hell and i wore my jacket and they loved seeing the jacket but you know <laughs> so. it's, it's all because wolverine has become such an iconic character and you would think most people probably would think it started with you jackman but no it honestly started with the animated series and with you if it wasn't for you oh, no the only reason there was a movie or any movies was because of the, the animated series exactly. and the huge success, the huge success that it was, and the huge success that it, the huge effect it had on, um, <laughs> excuse me, on the Fox network. Mm-hmm. As uh, talking and, and talking to Eric and Julia, who were like Eric was responsible for putting this whole series together, the X Men series years ago, and and getting it on air, and it, it put the Fox network on top against NBC and CBS, they were the number one network after X-Men premiered on Saturday mornings. Wow. Their rates, they, they just soared. They were like the number one network. <laughs> Which is crazy because I heard after I the first season, you guys were like, you didn't know if a second season was going to even happen. Oh, I know. I know. And it just kept getting better. Yeah. It just kept getting better. The writing and the, the animation was the best anyone had ever seen. It was just because I guess they started with whoever they started with at first for the first, I don't know, four, six, three episodes, whatever. They stopped and went immediately with some other people and whoever they were and whether it was Saban or I don't know. It was um, they were 100 percent better and the animation was it was superb. I don't know if you remember. I do. But yeah. I mean, even watching them, I just got the I bought all all five years. Yep. So do I uh, through. Yeah. And it's it's just fantastic. And, and the work that went into it. And the writing is so f***ing funny. Wolverine has the best f***ing lines of anyone. <laughs> Pardon he, my French. But he definitely does. No, he does. It's so Christ. I mean, I, I'm looking back at his shows and I forget all the lines. That's, he, he's wakes, he, the alarm clock wakes him up and he opens, just rolls over and busts the alarm clock into pieces because the claws <laughs> are out, the idiot. And he says, no, oh, I hate when I do that. And then he gets up and he's walking. He's obviously on top of this with an emergency call, Professor Xavier. And he's walks across the scene and he says, "This better be good, because if I don't get a full <laughs> night's sleep, I'm crabby all day." Like, like he's really nice most of the days. 
Seriously. I don't think so. <laughs> or, or if I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm crabby all day. Oh, geez, what do we do? Would be Cyclops in my remark. Oh, wow. I wonder if we'll ever get used to that. <laughs> oh, f***. So uh, what, what about his voice? We talked about where you came up with it, but did that voice ever just, like, kill your vocals? Oh, God, yeah. I couldn't. I was, uh, it was like what... Um, because doing an episode, depending on how how rough it was for me, because half the time, as you know, I was fighting either with, with whoever, or but especially with when Wetzel's was involved, Sabretooth, those fights went on for like two minutes, and it was constant, like wow, <laughs> I couldn't and I couldn't sing, I wouldn't be able to sing that I the, if I had anything else that day or the next day. Because you know, I can hear it in my voice now, but it's just with that. But literally doing that and stuff for for, and we'd do it for the sake of one minute on the screen. This would go on. We'd have to do it like two or three times. And that mm. would be myself and Don Franks. God bless his soul, because he yeah, died. He just passed away last year. About, yeah, about a year ago. I mean, he was eighty-two or three or something. What a great guy he was. But anyway, so so yeah, the, the, it would. It was definitely exhausting, depending on what the episode, how much I was involved in the episode. So yeah, and I definitely would lose my voice. I bet. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I yeah. I I can't even imitate it for more than two minutes without losing my voice. Oh, I know. Well, I'm finding now because I quit smoking, and I used to smoke like a fiend, and I quit smoking two and a half years ago, and it's 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 bugger it's it's um um with my voice. It's it's um it's still clearing the stuff uh, you know from smoking, mm-hmm. so I'm taking different you know t- so I get hoarse quicker, and which is odd hmm. because I don't know and it was very easy for me to do gravel and stuff when I was smoking because that was constantly it was there yeah, I could yeah. use it you know the the phlegm or whatever it is that, that gives you the gravel now I don't smoke and it's not there naturally and so I have to like you know it's it's hard for me to huh. <clears throat> but then when I listen to these shows. Um, cause your voice drops as you age and stuff. He was, he's uh, a bit higher than I thought he was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in that. Yeah. So you, well, you listen to the, so at my website, there's that one speech that I love to death, which is obviously the, the Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yes. Speech. Yes. I know what you're, I know what you're thinking, punk. You know, it's the, the whole <laughs> Clint Eastwood speech, but I love, I love that, that scene. And you know, and that's, so it fits him, suits him so well. Like just again, like like a hot knife through butter, buddy. You gotta ask yourself, do I feel lucky? I love it. I, I I love how passionate you are now about this character, a character that you've done, you know, twenty oh, something years I miss ago. I him so much. Well, I, it, now it's getting so ridiculous because of the movie. Well, today specifically because the movie premiered. Yeah. And I'm getting reviews from all the people that follow me on Twitter, which I told you was a joke. My wife put me on Twitter. That's a lovely thing. <laughs> again, I can barely, I can barely call you on the f-ing phone and she's got me on Twitter. What the f- Twitter? Oh no, you know, Twitter. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I got all these tweets and I don't even know how to an- answer them or say love or like it and stuff. She's, I said, cause I have a stupid Blackberry and she says, the sooner you dump that thing and throw it away and get on a real phone, mm-hmm. the better your life will be. It's a, it's a crap, this phone that I have. And it's the latest BlackBerry, but it's just, it just doesn't know. It doesn't know how to deal with this stuff. And I'm just not helping me out any. Mm. But I'm just, uh, the, the point being that the, I'm just getting, I'm getting so many Twitters today wishing, you know, and they're all sad because she dies in the movie, of course. Yeah. 
in the thing. And so, you know, they figure it's all over and send goodbye to at real cow God and, you know, that whole, you know, uh-huh, <laughs> sayonara. Uh-huh. And I'm like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean I'm dead? Turns into the, the lion from the wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so come on, come on, put them up, put them up. <laughs> speaking of yep, the, so, speaking of the movies, what have you thought about the X Men franchise since your involvement in it? I um, I found it real hard to watch the very first one because I, as I told you, I met Hugh at a function before I think he was down getting ready to shoot the thing. It was probably six months before they started the shoot. Did I tell you the story? You didn't know. Okay, so I, anyway, I was introduced to him and met him, and he said, he said, he said, oh my, I'm, I'm getting really sick of hearing your voice. <laughs> I'm getting really tired. No, I'm, I'm not sick. I'm getting really tired of hearing your voice. I said, oh well. He said, no, no, it's a compliment. He said, uh, he said it's a great voice, but um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. But they they wanted him to listen to it. That was his only reference, as you were saying. Yes. There was there would be no movies where this where the uh, animated show series not as successful as it was. With millions, millions of children, like to the UK, states, uh, Europe, it was, you know, I, I, we had no idea that it was in all those countries, you know, and I, they would have me phoning some little kid and waking him up as a, as a prize, you know, doing with, through the Fox network. You know, if you, if you, Wolverine will be calling a lucky, one lucky person, if you send in something and the winner, they would tell me and I'd get on the phone at the studio and, and his mom had to wake him up and said, Jerry, there's someone on the phone for you. And the kid was probably nine. Wow, and he just freaked out because I would hear I would waking him up and talking to him as Wolverine. <laughs> the kid just couldn't. No, they can't fathom it. No, they can't. It, for for me, it'd be like growing up watching Popeye, and Popeye calls me. <laughs> in he, the he morning. just <laughs> 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 <But> Hello, gal. <laughs> well, blow me down. But so we must. Just, those kind of things were very very cool. And then the 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 games and the the dolls the big dolls you push the button and yep. you know i was yep. i would say about 20 different lines and my nieces and nephews would look at the doll and look at me and go like yeah it's not possible <laughs> no. and they just walk away <laughs> <laughs> how did you get in there how did you get in that toy well it's not easy do you have any do you have a lot of wolverine like merchandise at all around your house now any memorabilia no i just i no no I don't like uh, anything that I got aside from the jackets. I have two jackets, and of course I have a, an unbelievable cell that they gave each of us that gave us a cell of our character. Yeah, but I have two of them that are just supreme. Like the, the first cell ever drawn. Of, oh man, of Wolverine, Wolverine, and they're just the and one beside one they have the actual just the pencil drawing of them, and then right beside that is the the animation after the animator is through painting it and stuff. Yep. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love, I actually, I collect cells myself. I have a couple X-Men one. I have a Sabretooth one. It's really cool. From from the, our show, you mean? Yep, yep. Like from the, whoever drew Sabretooth with that with the X-Men series? Yep, exactly. From your series. I, I have wow. the, I forget which episode it is. How do you get those? Um, you can, there's people online. There's websites that are dedicated to animation cells and all that you can buy them from. That's where I get most of mine. Oh, okay. And so when I first... I couldn't watch the first one because I was I was there sort of with an attitude. I didn't even even go to the theaters. I wouldn't go and see it because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell this is going to look like or sound like. As I'm thinking, Wolverine was like five foot three or something. Exactly. Yeah. Not six foot three and two hundred and twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I it's after I eventually saw it on my TV at home, whatever, and I I just I I loved what I just loved the way he portrayed him. 
I thought he captured the lonesomeness that he yes, was inside, yes. the tension that was built up inside him. I thought he did an unbelievable job. To me, I can tell he used the animated series as a reference. I can see your version oh, yeah. inside of that movie. Oh God, yeah. That, and I, was, I laughed a number of times when I finally, when I finally forced myself to watch the first episode. Uh, because you know the animated series was so f-ing good and, and just funny here and there and stuff. But I found myself laughing at just things that he was saying, the writing and uh, <laughs> the way he was trying to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I know what he's trying to do there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, uh, but I just I think he was fantastic. And what I mean, 16, 17 years now he's 17. been doing this. That's ridiculous. I know. Seventeen years. It's that, and no one that we've had like three or four different Batmans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, different, but only only one Wolverine as his only right, and it was just great that they didn't, re, you know, get someone else or whatever. He almost leave it. That's, yeah. He did you know that he wasn't even the run? He wasn't like the first choice. They actually hired somebody else to do it originally. And he mm-hmm. had to back out because he was um, tied to, I think, it was Mission Impossible 2. And that's when they looked at Hugh Jackman. So he was almost not even Wolverine. Who, who was the other guy? I don't remember. Actually, let me, let me look it up right now. I don't remember his name. But, but, but he, was, he was supposed to be. He, he, he had to back out because he was doing. He was what? doing another movie and was running late. Mission Impossible 2 oh. with Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh. Let me look it up because I oh. just saw the article today. Okay. Wow. Let me see. Uh, Dougree Scott. That's I don't know. I don't know who Dougree Scott is. Who? Dudley. Doug, Doug Ray Scott. Doug. D o u g r a y. Doug Ray Scott. Oh, Doug Ray Scott was supposed to be Wolverine in the first movie, but he had to back out because it was running too late for so he couldn't. I re- I re- that's funny. I remember something about that. And you know, Beast was in uh, Beast that was in our sh- our. Uh, animated series thing George Booza he's a big big guy he looks like a biker yeah yeah big huge big huge guy and he was he got a bit part in the yeah I know I saw that movie. yeah I love that I wish they would have done more because when I interviewed Chris Potter last summer he told me he actually auditioned for a role to be in the movie and they didn't have him in there well see this me off that they didn't even ask me yeah, I was going to ask you that I'm not, yeah I'm not an ugly fucking guy and I you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not six foot three but six foot <laughs> And you know, I don't, I don't know. It was probably just no previous movie acting experience. I mean, yeah, I, I'd had t- my own TV show for five years and done a comedic, con, you know, uh, skits, skits, and um, uh, shows. You know, with uh, Barbie Benton, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Barbie Benton, and uh, well, what was his name? A great piano guy that was based in Las Vegas. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it was a show based out of Hamilton, Ontario, but it was. The premise was that they were in a in a bar in Vegas, and I'm like the lounge singer, <laughs> which is what Eric Lewald called me. <laughs> on, did I tell you this? No, no. Oh, this is super. So <laughs> I sent Eric a CD uh, to the guys uh, in another place in L.A., four or five guys that um, I forget what they're called to. But anyway, um, I sent him in a CD of the, that I did like six years ago, and it's it's really good. And they're the best players in Canada are on this thing, and actually in some in some cases, two of the best players in the world on their instruments. And it's like a it's like a big band album. So I don't know if you're familiar with Bublé's crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bublé yeah. and Frank Sinatra type stuff. But you know, not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just songs that I these guys these cats that the musicians that I've worked with for like thirty years 
I said, why haven't you done this? You do this album, come on. So they wanted to play and do, you know, do the thing. So we did an album and the songs that I really liked. And, you know, uh, we did it and it was fantastic. And uh, let me see, I sent it to Eric. And so he gets on, he's on this, doing this interview for an hour with these guys talking about all the cast and stuff. He says, and you know, our Wolverine, Cal Dodd, is a, <laughs> listen, is a lounge singer. <laughs> and I, when I heard it, I went, Jesus, what the f***? What? No, don't say lounge singer. You can call me anything in the world, but never say lounge singer. I just see Saturday Night Live, lounge singer. Oh, Christ, wow. I could have killed him. <laughs> so I corrected him by email. I said, you know, Eric, it was very nice that you mentioned my name, but please don't, don't use the term lounge ever and yes. Caldod in the same sentence. <laughs> you know, after the by different voices I do in the rock stuff and the tour with Joe Cocker and stuff, the lounge singer is just the worst thing you can call anyone. I love it. It's wow. like, but it's like, no, Eric, we apologized on the next time, the next thing that he went public with. He's, he's now he's a jazz vocalist. He's a he's a jazz singer. So now I'm <laughs> Al Jolson. <laughs> wow. Al Jolson, then the jazz singer, 1922. <laughs> Oh God! What what would Wolverine sound like if he tried to sing? Oh, he, I've tried it. It I've, would be he, that's there's just that's like Wolfman Jack singing. Mm -hmm. You couldn't. You can't. It would hurt. It would. You couldn't. <laughs> it would hurt too much to sing a fuck a line. I bet. Wow. I've got you under my skin. You couldn't. It would hurt. <laughs> I've got you under my skin. No, it would. You just couldn't do that. Just believe me. I thought of doing that. You should make a whole CD just out of that. You'd make millions of dollars. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I thought about that, but I thought maybe he would just talk sing the album. Yeah, like a Shatner thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a big seller. That oh, yeah, Shatner, huge, thing. huge. Yeah. No, but you believe me, Tim. I thought about doing that, but you can't sing because it would—it just hurts too much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and because I toured with Joe Cocker, and that to do Joe, I could do Joe. I would do the best Joe Cocker you ever heard in your life. Oh, wow! Because I toured with him, and I and I watched him. <laughs> but, I, I love uh, Joe Cocker. No, oh, so do I. And so, uh, um, you know, I, I, he could. Why can't Wolverine? It's like people the way they talk doesn't mean that that's the way they sound when they sing. Like mm -hmm, Gomer mm -hmm. Pyle. Gomer Pyle used to have that stupid accent. You know, she's I am, she's I am. And the, but then he, when he sang, he was like a beautiful. This here comes this beautiful voice out of that dumb sounding voice, mm -hmm. talk exactly. talking voice. So I don't know. It would be. It's like Wolverine sings. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah okay next question uh, or if you want to since Hugh Jackman is no longer going to be Wolverine you can just start working out now and just pull on some you know yellow spandex and you could be the next Wolverine <laughs> yellow spandex oh yeah oh yeah look good on you I think oh yeah you know and it should because you know I had the TV show Circus that's all we wore oh there you go uh, well not that's not all we wore but as the as the um stars of the show this girl and myself it was like literally it was like the donnie and marie show i was of course donnie and we wore like tight white spandex pants with the big big, big black uh, uh what do you call the guy that's in the, the ringmaster mm -hmm. with the big black boots up to your knee and then a, a red or red jacket you know with a top hat that was to start the show we'd always start it like wow. that and then of course you know went into different outfits and stuff but yeah, so spandex. I'm all over that. Oh, perfect, perfect. So you're used to it already, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so what's up? What's up with you now? What are you doing nowadays that you wanted to talk about? I'm just doing jingles whenever there are any. Like I said, they're few and far between. But if there are any, I'll be doing them and um, voiceovers and voice work. 
Um, what else? What have I done? Well, I just did something for the Canadian film uh, on April 19th, Canadian film show or something. It's not the festival, but it was, and it was very funny. Al, as I said, uh, what's his nurse? Um, Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Five hours yesterday. Uh, but what have I got? I'm trying to think of what's on the air now. And I did a great, because I do a great Ted Knight. Oh. And I did, you know, from Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, yeah. That show, I loved, I loved him. But anyway, so I do anything that requires that kind of a voice, that's me. Okay. Which, again, Norm off. <laughs> if we walk into the same audition, I just saw him last. We walk into the same audition. He just stops and goes, "Why do I even bother coming?" <laughs> He's, he is so funny. Why do I, I even bother that. coming if you're here? Sounds like I, I need to do. How. Sounds like I need to do an interview with both of you together at the same time. Uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, I, he, he makes me laugh. Like you know, he does the best Johnny Carson I've ever heard. But but he would always say that whenever he saw me coming. He said, "Oh, great." Why do I even come? Why do I bother coming in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you just go home now, Ron? Don't even audition, Norm. It's just like okay, the Cyclops. Whirl. Just like the Cyclops huh? and Wolverine, you know, rivalry from the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I hated him in the series, you know, because he was Mr. You know, I Apple know. Polisher. Mr. Perfect. Apple Polisher, squinty. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, pretty boy. Yeah. Make, what was that line? Something pretty boy. Yeah, go ahead, pretty boy. Or give it a whirl. Or... What is that line? Like, you know, bring it on, you know, mm-hmm. bring it mm-hmm. on, pretty boy. Because he was stealing my girlfriend. Love it. Okay. Anyway, so. Did you want to plug your website and Twitter while we're closing it out? What about it? You can give it out. Is it caldod.com? Is that just it? Yeah, C-A-L-D-O-D-D.com. Uh, just one other thing, like the, I think the huge success that it was is because children, and this is another great story, Tim. Okay. Uh, the children, uh, they all could identify with one of the characters, male or female. Yeah. You know, with Rogue and with Jubilee or whatever. There was a, every age was covered in there, because you know Jubilee was like third, thirteen or four, whatever. And the kids, um, it was because these people were all outcasts. If they were, you know, if ever you were bullied in school and stuff like that, you loved these characters in X-Men. And there's a story that uh, this guy wrote, Eric, and his wife in the book that they just published. <laughs> he was on the verge of suicide wow. growing up as when he was like 9, 10, 11. Wow. And he, at 12, he was going to jump off the roof. Uh, he was going to commit suicide. And he was so in love with uh, Wolverine who would not do that. And Wolverine, they were all different. And so he was, if he was different. He, he couldn't do, he couldn't commit suicide because he would have missed the Saturday X-Men episode. Oh, man. It was so, it just touched my heart. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because, and he, the only reason he didn't commit suicide was because, well, I, wouldn't, I won't see the X-Men on Saturday morning. Wow. And told his parents, his parents got help for him, obviously. And they you know, found out who was bullying him and stuff. And because he was a bit overweight, that kind of a situation. Okay. So the, the kids just loved these characters because they were all, they were picked on, all the X-Men exactly. for being different. Yeah. I, can, I can relate so, to that because I was as well picked on during school too, around the same time X-Men came out. So I can definitely relate to that. Wow. That's just, just it's, un, it's incredible. Yeah. And I got, I got it, growing up, I got it because I would, because I could sing and I was like a really good singer yeah. and, and had to practice with my mom and stuff and, and would go and sing at the, uh, at the other schools where I didn't, you know, I was kind of, I was going to start playing hockey with these guys. It was like, Hey, sissy boy. So, yep, sissy exactly. boy. And, and I'll, so I'll tell you, I ended up going to a boarding school and came back after grade 11, very, very much bigger. 
and um, uh, trained in different wrestling and all the stuff that you get at private school that you wouldn't get in my little hometown. Mm-hmm. Well, I made short work of those people. <laughs> I just went back. I was basically knocked on their door and said, yeah, is Larry here? <laughs> you know, the one that punched me out many times and they called me sissy boy. You know, I found every one of them. I love and, like, it. I didn't do any. You know, just, yeah. yeah well, so mm-hmm. do I. So did I. It was just, it was definitely, it was, it was just made my day. Yeah. I, like, I did there. the same thing you know? because I went back to my high school reunion like eight years ago for my 10 year reunion. And back during high school, I was the shortest guy in school. I was, I don't know, maybe about five, six ish, but I was pushing. Yeah. Two, I was like 280 something when I was in high school. And now I'm six foot five and I'm 200 pounds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? And so they didn't see me since I left high school. So I got a lot of people apologizing. I know. It was great. And, and just shows. Oh, no kidding. It just shows people that things can change. You know what I mean? Things may be hard exactly. now. But things can change. Oh, oh no kidding. Oh, man. So what did you get? Like pip squeak? Like, oh, I got I got called so like, many. Come here, come here, squeak. Yeah, I got called so many things as 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 a teenager. It was oh yeah, bad. Oh. All right, well then it's been a riot, Tim. Yeah, man. Can I have you close out the interview as Wolverine? Yeah, this is Wolverine talking. I just finished a fantastic interview with Tim from Saturday Morning Rewind. So listen up, bub, and don't miss a thing. Later. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.